As we go to the fourth inning, it's another marriage proposal here at Fifth Third Field. We've seen a few. Here comes Dante DiCario with the call of the game. Thank you very much, Jesse. Left-hander packing on and will take on Brandon Grizzolonic, Andres Sotillo, and Reggie Pruitt as we start up this top of the fourth inning here at Fifth Third Field in Dayton, Ohio. Lugnuts and Dragons tied at one. Dante DiCario with Jesse Goldberg-Strassler. Brandon Grizzolonic hit a three-run shot in the top of the ninth inning, giving the Lugnets a 9-4 lead yesterday. That ball hit off the Dragons' claw beyond the left field wall in the Dragons' den. Left-hander against right-hander. The pitch. Grizzolonic grounds it foul down the third baseline and picked up by manager Cesar Martin. And he will walk over to the third base bench. And near the dugout, he gives it to a young fan. Now he's got two baseballs. Look at this, he's juggling them. Beyond the fence at the third base line. The 0-1 to Grudz. And he takes a breaking ball inside, one ball and one strike. Jesse, I'd like to congratulate Dayton Dragons broadcaster Tom Nichols on getting called up to the major leagues. 1-1, up and in. Two balls and one strike, or else I shouldn't say I'd like to congratulate him. We would like to congratulate him with the Lansing Lugnets, myself and Jesse here in the broadcast booth. Love Tom's work, great guy, very well respected, very humble, and now he's going to broadcast a Reds game. The pitch swung on and missed. Two balls and two strikes. So this is what's going to happen. Tom Nichols is going to broadcast Cincinnati Reds game on Tuesday against the Milwaukee Brewers next Tuesday the 2-2 line drive push down the right field line this is into the lawn area and foul out of play it stays at two balls and two strikes he will be broadcasting on the Reds radio network on the radio side with his longtime hero uh, hero the 2-2 fly ball medium depth center field Monroe jogging in, puts his hand up into the sky, makes the catch, and there's one out. From what it sounds, Dante, to me, so Tom Nichols, 31 years, over 4,000 minor league baseball broadcasts, and this is part of it. This is the Cincinnati Reds saying, we respect you, thank you, tribute, come on up to the major leagues and call some Reds baseball. Never know, maybe he gets an opportunity to go up there for good. I love it. Good for Tom. Congratulations indeed. First pitch to Sotillo. Swing and a miss, strike one. Lefty against right-handed hitting catcher. Andres Sotillo singled in the second inning. It was an infield single that had shortstop Garcia have trouble with it in left. The pitch. Swing and a miss, strike two. One out and nobody on top of the fourth inning. The Lugnuts and Dragons tied at one in game four of four in this series. Lugnets lead the series two games to one. Packing Auden from the third base side throws. So Tio takes high. One ball and two strikes. Well, Tom Nichols just broadcasted his 4,000th game in Lansing in the previous series against the Lugnets, or against the Dragons. One, two. Breaking ball high. Two balls and two strikes. And so, Jesse, you went and got him the official lineups of the game and got it signed and brought it up to him. And he was really happy about that. It was all Josh Hess's idea. Hess, the number two broadcaster and media relations assistant with the Dragons. 2-2. So, Teal swings and misses on a breaking ball away. 
That is out number two. And Packy Nodden with his third or second strikeout of the game. Here's the number seven hitter, Reggie Pruitt. Center fielder to bat right-handed. Right now he stands off to the left of the right-hand batter's box. And now he steps into the box. The left-hander, Packy Nodden, toes the third base side of the rubber. Lugnitz and Dragons tied at one, top of the fourth. The pitch, a fastball down the pipe, strike one. Nodden is getting that pace going. He's working real quick with a herky-jerky motion. The 0-1, high. So Tom Nichols spent, has spent 11 years with the Dayton Dragons organization. This is now his 11th. You mentioned earlier, Jesse, 4,000 games broadcasted in minor league baseball. He began in 1988. There's a swing and a miss, strike two. He's uh, from Indiana, and I was just recently uh, talking to Tom, and he says his mom, his dad, himself, big Cincinnati Reds fans growing up. One, two, high. Two balls and two strikes. So this means the world. He said that his parents have listened to his broadcasts every single year from 1988, and they're in their 70s now. And apparently, according to Tom, they have just been waiting for this moment for him to finally make his major league debut. 2-2, swing and a miss, dropped in the dirt. Clementina picks it up, throws to first. That completes the strikeout on Pruitt. And that is now number three in the top of the fourth inning. We head to the bottom half. Lugnuts and Dragons tied at one. You're listening to Lugnuts Baseball Lansing Sports Station. The game 7.30 a.m. WVFN East Lansing. And here in Dayton, Ohio at fifth third field, the Lansing Lugnuts are tied at one with the Dayton Dragons. Game four of this four game series. And this is the final time that these two teams will meet all season. Just six more games after this one remaining on the calendar year before the Lugnuts begin their quest for a championship with a playoff series starting off against the Bowling Green Hot Rods. Andy Suhilio steps in. The pitch, Weatherly misses way high, ball one. The Lansing Lugnuts season series record with the Dayton Dragons is in the Lugnuts' favor. 17 wins and four losses against Dayton. The ball one pitch. Fastball down and away, ball two. Yesterday, the Lugnuts took down the Dragons nine to five. And that was after winning the first two games in this series, or the first game of this series. The pitch, fly ball, deep to left field. Obeso tracks it at the warning track, makes the catch. And there's one out. The Lansing Lugnuts won game one, five to three. Lost game two, four to three. They had the tying run, or the tying run at third and the winning run at second. Bases loaded in the ninth and they were unable to pull it off. And then yesterday, a nine to five victory. The Lugnuts could win the series tonight with a win. In all time record, the Lugnuts 170 and 138 against Dayton. Here's the first baseman, Leandro Santana, batting. Weatherly throws. Foul tipped at home plate and rolling all the way to the backstop, strike one. Lugnuts and Dragons tied at one in the bottom of the fourth inning. One out, nobody on for Santana. He's got nine homers this year, but just batting 217. Walked his last time up. Was looking to score the go-ahead run, but Kyle Weatherly flipped home on a grounder back to the mound. The pitch, away. 
one ball and one strike. And on that flip, catcher Andres Sotillo applied the tag on Santana, and he was out dead meat. Lugnut scored first in today's game, and now we're tied at one. Weatherly to Santana, the pitch. Breaking ball lined, shallow right, down the right field line. Young runs out of room as it rolls, uh, as lands foul. Into the Lugnuts bullpen. One ball and two strikes on Leandro Santana. Santana with a 6.20 OPS this year out of Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. He's big, 6'2", 200 pounds. Yesterday went two for four of a walk, so he reached base three times. Eight for his last 32 over 10 games. One-two pitch. Fastball, chop on the right side. Second baseman Taylor grabs in the outfield grass, flips to first, and that is out number two. Here's the designated hitter, Mark Colesbury. Mark Colesbury is the team's backup catcher, and he stands off to the left of the right-hand batter's box. And now he walks over the chalk and will dig in against the Lugnets right-hander, Kyle Weatherly. Coles varies out of the University of Florida. He was a Florida Gator and won the 2017 NCAA National Championship before being drafted by the Reds. Righty against right-hander. The pitch and the Dragons designated hitter batting seven takes below the knees, ball one. Lugnets and Dragons are tied at one in the bottom of the fourth inning with two outs, nobody on. Number eight hitter Rashad Monroe on deck off to the left. The pitch, fastball, foul down the third baseline, rolling into the third base bullpen, and now bouncing off the bullpen and into left field. Freddy Rodriguez tosses it to Aguilar, one of the Dragons relievers who catches it and now hangs on to the baseball. One ball and one strike. Coles Ferry, a seventh round pick by the Reds last year, standing at 5'8", 180 pounds. He's also from Florida out of Taveras, age 22. Colesbury actually broke his bat on that play, so now he checks it and says, yep, it's broken. Brings it back into the third base dugout and looks for a new piece of lumber. Right now he is out of our sight in the third base dugout. Now he stands on the top steps, he walks out. All the while, home plate umpire Jen Powell takes her brush, stands in front of home plate, bends down and starts cleaning the dish off, making sure that it is nice and clean for this pitch. One ball and one strike on Mark Colesbury. Batting 221 with three homers and his 632 OPS. He's got 27 RBIs as well and 16 doubles. 1-1. And the Dragons designated hitter takes below the knees. Two balls and one strike. A curveball that Weatherly could not catch the bottom of the zone with. There's a gap between second and short. Jesus Navarro's the shortstop playing deep, more towards third base. The 2-1. Lined over first, a base hit into right field. 
First baseman Ryan Nota standing at 6-3 could not jump high enough to get that baseball. That ball dropped into no man's land and Colesbury has got himself a two out single. And here's Rashad Monroe. At a free port in the Bahamas, the number eight hitter in the Dragons order batting left. Coles varies at first, the pitch from Weatherly. And the right hander catches the bottom of the zone with a fastball, strike one. Lugnitz and Dragons tied at one in the bottom of the fourth inning, two outs, and Coles very at first. He reached on a base hit to right field. Deal one. And the left-handed hitting center fielder takes below the knees. One ball and one strike. Rashad Monroe, favorite subject in school was math. That is according to the Dragons media guide. 1-1. Line drive, right center field. Young comes in and he takes it on one hop. Base hit for Monroe. Throw goes all the way to third. Cut off by Grizzolonic. Colesbury stops at second. And Monroe's got himself a single to right field, first and second with two outs. I might be mistaken on this one, but I think Chavez Young was possibly trying to throw to second base, but he airmailed the throw and it went all the way to third. Good thing it did not escape the infielders. Now the Lugnuts have to worry about the number nine hitter, Raul Wallace. The right fielder batting right-handed. Weatherly stands on the third base side of the rubber. The ball in his glove. Out of the stretch, looks in. The pitch. Fastball in in his hands, grounded. Foul down the third base line, just foul. Grizzolonic let it roll. It was fair about halfway towards third base and Grizzolonic said, I'm not going to have a play on Wallace, so I'm just going to take my chances. And he was right, it rolled foul. A lot of spin on that ball. Strike one on Wallace. Lugnuts and Dragons tied at one in the bottom of the fourth inning with two outs. Monroe's at first, Colesbury's at second. Wallace is a big boy, 6'2", 215 pounds. And he takes on Kyle Weatherly, who's 6'4", 195 pounds. First and second for Dayton, 0-1. Swing and a miss, good curveball from Weatherly. Strike two. Wallace is also out of Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic, just like Leandro Santana, who was out number two as he grounded to second. Wallace just a 200 hitter over his last 10. The pitch bounced in the dirt, so Teal blocks it, and it's off his chest in front of the mound. Runners stay put at first and second. One ball and two strikes. Weatherly spiked that fastball. I don't think that was a waste pitch. He was trying to go fastball down and away, but he just missed. Good job by Sotillo to keep that ball in front of him. A veteran catcher behind home plate. So Teo, age 24, out of Tusupita in Venezuela. 
1-2 pitch. Breaking ball grounded up the middle. Shortstop Navarro flips to second for the force. And that ends the inning. The Dragons get two singles with two outs and they are stranded on the bases. We head to the top of the fifth inning. Lugnets and Dragons tied at one. You're listening to Lugnets Baseball Lansing Sports Station. The game 7.30 a.m. WVFN East Lansing. We're at the beautiful fifth third field in Dayton, Ohio. Lugnuts and Dragons are tied at one as we start up the top of the fifth inning. Dante DiCario with you alongside Jesse Goldberg-Strassler. Right now in the stands, they're doing dad jokes. There's a man with the microphone and a green Dragons t-shirt and shorts standing on top of the third base dugout. And in between innings, the Dragons always grab a fan from the stands or just a comedian or some sort to just tell jokes. Or just to entertain the fans. That's really what it is here. Packy Nodden throws to the number nine hitter, Jesus Navarro, the pitch. And he takes a breaking ball at the knee, strike one. Pardon me, Jesus Navarro is the shortstop, batting eighth, batting ninth on deck off to the right, Freddie Rodriguez. The 0-1 to Jesus. Swing and a miss, strike two. Navarro usually bats ninth, but with Freddie back in the lineup, they put Navarro up to the eighth spot. In the hole in the Lugnuts first base dugout is Samad Taylor. The 0-2. Pushed on the right side. One hop grab by Downs in the outfield grass. Throws to first, not in time. Infield single for Jesus Navarro. Navarro's now one for two with his first base hit of the night. He poked that ball where nobody was. Second baseman Jeter Downs was playing up the middle. He had to come over to his left and could not make a play. Well, he made the play, but it was late. And now here's the number nine hitter, Freddie Rodriguez. Left fielder batting left-handed. Left-hander McGuff, or not in fires and it's fouled down the right field line and bouncing off the bullpen and into deep right field it rolls all the way to the warning track right fielder Raul Wallace walks goes to pick up the baseball calls time first now he has the baseball and he tosses it beyond the right field bullpen for a fan no balls and one strike to Freddie Rodriguez He's out of Baruta, uh, Baruta, Venezuela. Before joining the Lugnets, he originally started the season on Vancouver's opening day roster in short season A. The Northwest League, pick off at first. Not even a chance at getting Navarro. He was already there, standing. First base coach Dave Pano is the king of base running. And Jesse will tell you in just a minute. First, the 0-1. Well, there's another pickoff at first, and Navarro's already back there. They know Packy uh, Nodden, and Dave Pano's reading him like a book. He knows when he's going to pick off at first, or at least when he's going to try. He's got a different move. The pitch, high. One ball and one strike. Dante, it's all about trying to find what they call a key. What is it that separates a Packy Nodden pickoff move from a Nodden pitch to home plate? And once Pano can find it, 
That helps him and the base runner know when to go, when not to go. The pitch. Down and away, two balls and one strike. Dave Pano always finds a way to get stolen bases anywhere he goes, whether it's Vancouver or whether it's here in Lansing. And I think this has helped guys like Jesus Navarro, Reggie Pruitt, Samad, Chavez Young as this one's line, slicing down the left field line into the corner. It's foul. It bounces off the wall. And in fair territory, left fielder Andy Suhilio picks it up with his glove and now to his forehand lobs it into the Dragon's Lair for a couple of fans. And beyond the left field wall, the Dragon's Lair has a patio. Freddy Rodriguez thought that ball had a chance to stay fair, so he ran down the first base line. And he dropped his bat in front of the Lugnuts dugout. Samad Taylor comes over from the on-deck circle and gives it to him. What a good teammate. Navarro's at first. He's singled to shallow right field. The ball barely left the infield, but it found outfield grass. Second baseman Downs tried to throw to first to get him, but it was an infield single nonetheless. The 2-2. Popped him up. On the left side of foul ground, third baseman Lopez makes the catch in front of the foul line. One out. Now I think, Dante, things get interesting. Top of the order coming up a third time around against Packy Naughton. This is when the Lansing Lugnuts should be able to crack the lefty. Samad's a right-handed batter and Naughton's a lefty. At the beginning of the season, Samad Taylor had struggled a lot against left-handed pitchers. Now he's gotten a lot better. The pitch. Outside ball one. Navarro's at first. The Lugnets and Dragons are tied at one in the top of the fifth inning with one out. Jesse, remember at one point during the year, at maybe around the second half, where Samad Taylor's average was .5. The pitch. Pop foul over our heads to our right and out of play. One ball and one strike. And that was against left-handed pitchers, where he was struggling to even bat 100 against left-handed pitchers. Now his average is just under 210. Well, that was the word on Samad, was he simply had not had enough practice against left-handers. So thank goodness for this year. It's given him plenty of practice. The pitch off the outside corner, two balls and one strike. We don't have a specific number on this, but when you see a guy's average go up over 100 points against a left-hander or a right-hander, you know that he's hitting them much better compared to when we last saw him. The 2-1 on the outside corner. This time he got it, two balls and two strikes. I remember at the end of the second half, Samad Taylor just had a handful of hits against left-handers. Nice go, Beer. Now he's finding grass. And Samad steps out of the batter's box, calling time. Nodden is worried about first uh, the man at first in Jesus Navarro, who has good speed. Navarro has only stole three times in four attempts. Let's see if he goes. The 2-2, he does not go, and it's fouled off home plate and rolling back to the screen. It stays deuces wild. 
Packy Nodden's a crafty left-hander. When he threw behind the back of Chavez Young earlier in the ball game, we saw 95 on the stadium gun. That last pitch, 90. The 2-2. Breaking ball swung on and foul tipped into the catcher's mitt. That is strike three on Samad and out number two. And that is just packing Auden's third strike out of the game. It's been very smart pitching by Packy Naughton. Fastballs in, breaking balls away. And now here's the designated hitter, Finney Capra. First time up, he lined a single. And the second time up, he lined out to third base, but hard hit. Two outs, Navarro's at first, top of the fifth. The pitch, high, ball one. Lugnitz and Dragons tied at one with two outs. Left-hander Packy Naughton against the right-handed hitting shortstop, Vinny Capra. He's batting second in the order. Navarro doesn't have a big leadoff first. Santana holds him. The pitch. Deep fly ball off the bat of Capra into left center. Suhelio holds off. Center fielder Monroe makes the catch right in front of Suhelio. And that is the inning. A single to right field by Jesus Navarro is stranded at first. We head to the bottom of the fifth inning. The Lugnets and Dragons still tied at one apiece. You're listening to Lugnets Baseball Lansing Sports Station. The game 7.30 a.m. WVFN East Lansing. And to the bottom of the fifth inning here at Fifth Third Field in Dayton, Ohio. Dante DiCario with Jesse Goldberg-Strassler. It's a 1-1 ball game between the Lugnuts and Dragons as Sotillo skips a ball into center field past Samad Taylor. Hey. Right after they end the warm-up, it always finishes off with a pitch from Kyle Weatherly to Sotillo and then a throw over to second base, and that is it. You hope that's not an omen. No, not at all. You're right. Jesse... Today in baseball history, or at least in Blue Jays history, something significant happened in 1992. I wasn't born yet, but I'm going to ask you about this. And it was a big trade, I do know, I do know that, by the Toronto Blue Jays. And it helped them win their first World Series. And the first time that the banner had flied north of the border. First Jose Garcia, and he takes a first pitch inside from Weatherly Ball One. The Mets trade Pitcher David Cohn to the Blue Jays in exchange for Jeff Kent and Ryan Thompson. Big trade by the Blue Jays. The pitch, fastball, at the knees, one ball and one strike. The Blue Jays went on to win the 1992 World Series and David Cohn was a pivotal part of their team. It's an interesting trade because you consider that Jeff Kent, a very young second baseman going back the other way. Kent turned in a fine major league career, specifically with the San Francisco Giants. It was a Houston Astro as well later on. The pitch swung on and missed. The pitch rolls all the way to the backstop, strike two. So here's a question for you. As a major league team, would you trade for a guy who today, this year helps you win the World Series and give up a future major league multi-time all-star? Well, I'll give you a prime example. The Cubs, Kleiber Torres for Aroldis Chapman, pretty much. Torres is a pivotal part of the Yankees' young team. The pitch in the dirt. Two balls and two strikes. I also should mention that the Yankees signed Chapman in the offseason, so really it didn't hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> but for both those teams, for the Cubs breaking the curse, for yeah. the Blue Jays winning their very first world championship. Well, I think 
the Cubs said, okay, we got to win it. We need just that extra, uh, you know, we need that oomph in the bullpen. We need that arm. And at that time, Chapman was the best closer in the major leagues. He might just be still the best closer in the majors. 2-2 pitch. Weatherly just misses outside with that fastball. Three balls and two strikes. It is tough to walk Jose Garcia. I think chances are he is swinging here. Three balls and two strikes and Jose Garcia leading things off the fifth inning. The pitch, high fly ball to left. Rodriguez doesn't even move. He makes the catch in medium depth left. And that is out number one here in the bottom of the fifth inning. That was a slider at his shoulders. He's got quick hands too, Jesse. Don't forget that. That said, Dante, that's ball four. That's a pitch that a lot of other batters say, okay, I'll take this and walk down to first base. Well, Garcia has only walked just 19 times in 121 games this year. And one walk in the month of August. Wow. Here's the switch hitting third baseman, Aleo Lopez, batting left-handed. Weatherly out of the stretch, and the right-hander tosses in the dirt, down and in, ball one. Lugnuts and Dragons tied at one in the bottom of the fifth inning, one out, nobody on. Jesse, do you want to know something else about this trade? Please. Cohn was leading the National League in strikeouts at the time. The ball one pitch. Ground ball the third, picked up by Grizzolonic. In on the grass, throws to first, got him, two outs. So at the time, David Cohn was leading the National League in strikeouts, and he missed it by one just because of the trade. John Smoltz picked up a strikeout on the final day of the season and passed Cohn for the NL strikeout lead. This was after Cohn led the National League in strikeouts in 1990 and 1991. So he was going for the three-peat, but the Mets traded him to the Blue Jays and he got a ring. <laughs> I'll take it, right? And so would he. Yeah. Here's Jeter Downs, the number three hitter batting right-handed. And he takes on the right-hander, Kyle Weatherly. Bottom of the fifth inning, one-to-one our score, two outs. The pitch. And with nobody on, Weatherly paints the outside corner, strike one. Cohn was a bulldog type of pitcher. Highly competitive. Did you also know that if Cohn would have got the strikeout lead in the National League, he would have been the first pitcher in 50 years to lead the league in strikeouts in three consecutive seasons? Who was the prior pitcher to have done so? Does not say. So we're looking at the early 1940s. Considering this is 1992, you're right, yeah, the 40s. I wonder, maybe I would have to look it up. The 0-1. Off the glove of Sotillo and rolling all the way to the backstop. One ball and one strike. Jeff Kent, though, on the other hand, probably should be a Hall of Famer. He could be in the Hall of Fame. One of the best power-hitting second basements ever. 1-1. Outside. Two balls and one strike on Jeter Downs batting right. He's the Dragons' second baseman, hit by a pitch in the first, and grounded to second in the third. 0 for 1. Dante, I have the answer. The previous pitcher to lead the major leagues in strikeouts three straight years, he is noted for doing something else, namely tossing two straight no-hitters. The 2-1. Swing and a miss. Strike two. Do you know the name Johnny Vandermeer? I do. Only pitcher to toss two consecutive no-hitters in the major leagues. And he tossed three consecutive years with 
leading the league in strikeouts. 41 through 43. I was going to guess Sandy Koufax. I think Max Scherzer might do might break that record. The 2-2. Two -two. Below the knees, three balls and two strikes. Scherzer is currently 2016, led the National League in strikeouts. 2017, led the National League in strikeouts. So there you go, he could do it. By the way, Johan Santana did the trick in the American League 2005 through 2006, or I should say 2004 through 2006. The 3-2 pitch. Downs grounds it fouled down the third base line, and it stays full. In the American League, a lot more dominance. Roger Clemens, 96 through 98. Randy Johnson, 92 through 95, and onward. Nolan Ryan did so 1976 through 1979 and 72 through 74. Before him, it was sudden Sam McDowell, 68 through 70. A lot of cool stuff to look at for today in baseball history. There's another one. Jim Tomey's birthday today. New Hall of Famer. That's right. And you know what the tribe did to honor him on his birthday in 1997? The pitch popped him up. This could be foul over the screen behind home plate. And it lands into the second row bleachers. Foul, three balls and two strikes. I do, Dante. They pulled up their socks up high. And that's exactly what they did. In 1997, the full Cleveland Indians roster pulled their socks just below their knees to honor Jim Tony on his birthday. The Tribe then went on to win 17 of their next 27 games en route to clinching the American League Central Division. Good luck. <laughs> it worked. Righty against righty. Weatherly against downs. The 3-2 pitch. Breaking ball called strike three at the top of the zone. Downs is down on strike. A 1-2-3 fifth inning for Kyle Weatherly. Lugnets and Dragons tied at one, heading to the top half of the sixth. You're listening to Lugnuts Baseball in Lansing Sports Station, the game 7.30 a.m. WVFN East Lansing. New pitcher into the ball game for the Dayton Dragons is the right-hander Ryan Newtoff, in which we saw in game one of this four-game series. Leads the Midwest League now in his 46th appearance this season out of the pen. 68 innings, 74 strikeouts, albeit he has blown seven saves and 12 chances. And when we saw Newtoff earlier in this series, Back last Friday, three innings. He did allow a run immediately, but in the end, he finished up three innings of work out of the pen, two hits, one run, two walks, and three strikeouts. Newtop is a 6'3", 200-pounder who hails from the University of Michigan and was acquired by the Cincinnati Reds in the 16th round last year. Not a bad pick by the Reds organization. He's a funky pitcher. He's got a weird deliver, and he's got good stuff. Likes to mix and match. Takes on Chavez Young, batting left. First pitch, swung on and missed, strike one. Fascinating game, Dante, in terms of each team scored a run in the first inning. And neither team has scored a run any time since. That's right. Young, Noda, Grzelanek do up. The meat of the order. The big boys. The 0-1. Fastball lined. And one hop grabbed on a backhand by Garcia at second. Throw on to first. Out number one. Man, oh man, this infield defense has been spectacular for the Dayton Dragons in this series. Jeter Downs is an original shortstop, but he's playing second tonight because Garcia has been so sharp on the left side of the diamond. 
you can put those two guys anywhere and they will make plays. Here's Ryan Noe to the left-handed hitting right fielder. One out, nobody on. Lugdits and Dragons tied at one. The pitch all the way to the backstop, ball one. One other thing on Ryan Newtoff, he leads the Midwest League with nine holds. Noda leads the league in 103 walks. The pitch, breaking ball curves to the inside corner. That evens the count at one ball and one strike. Final line for Packy Nod in five innings, allowing six hits, one run, no walks, and he struck out four. 1-1. Breaking ball, same spot, this time a little bit in. Two balls and one strike. Went back with that inside curveball to Noda. Playing the shift. Three infielders on the right for Dayton. The 2-1. Noda takes another breaking ball. This time outside corner. Two balls and two strikes to count on him. Just one infielder on the left side. That is third baseman Aleo Lopez playing in the shortstop position. Here in the top of the sixth inning. The 2-2. Fastball swung on him. Miss. Strike three and out number two. That is Newtop at his best. The fastball curve, one-two punch. 93 on the stadium gun, I'll take it. For a late round selection. And look at the way he throws that baseball. He's funky, he hides it very well, he's deceptive. So far, I've actually been really impressed with Newtop this season. He's been one of the Dragons' most reliable bullpen guys. The pitch to Grizzolonic is in the dirt, ball one. Lugnitz and Dragons tied at one, top of the six, two outs, nobody on for Grizzolonic batting right. Third baseman 0 for 2 today. The 1-0. Breaking ball at the top of the zone, one ball and one strike. These guys can just not pull the trigger on it. Well, with that curveball, it's tough. You rarely face a pitcher in this league that throws his curve at this much. 1-1 is foul back to the screen. One ball and two strikes. Well, Jesse, his curveball is you know staying at the top of the zone and towards the middle part of the plate, it's not like he's bouncing in the dirt. He's throwing that curveball for a strike, not for a swing and miss or for a ball. One-two pitch. Fastball drilled to right center field. Monroe to his left and he overruns it but makes the catch somehow. He was running too far to his left and then the ball to his right and he had to reach over to make the catch. That is out number three. How did he do that? We head to the bottom of the sixth inning. Lugnuts and Dragons tied at one. You're listening to Lugnuts Baseball Lansing Sports Station. The game 7.30 a.m. WVFN East Lansing. Bottom of the sixth inning from fifth third field in Dayton, Ohio. Lansing Lugnuts starting pitcher Kyle Weatherly is still on the mound, currently warming up with his backstop, Andres Sotillo. He will take on Hendrick Clementina, followed by Andy Sugilio and first baseman Leandro Santana. That is four, five, and six, two up for the Dayton Dragons here in the bottom of the sixth. Dante DiCaria with you alongside Jesse Goldberg-Strassler. Game four of this four-game series. The Lansing Lugnets just with six more games remaining on the calendar year. They will take on the Great Lakes Loons for three games going back to Cooley Law School Stadium on Wednesday and then are in Lake County for the final three games of the season. Right after that, it's the MSU, Spartans, and Lansing Lugnets going at it at Cooley Law School Stadium. And then the playoffs begin against the Bowling Green Hot Rods. Game one set for September the 5th at Cooley Law School Stadium, a best two out of three series. Kyle Weatherly stands on the first base side of the rubber. 
looks into the powerful Clementina with 18 homers this year. That's second in the Midwest League. The pitch. Up and in, ball one. Well, it's tied for second in the Midwest League. If he gets his 19th here, he will have sole possession of second in the Midwest League in homers behind Ronaldo Hernandez, who has 20. He's the Bowling Green catcher. The pitch. Breaking ball, lofted in the air. Shallow right field. Young, a long run. Dives, can't make the catch. Clementina turns first, heads for second. Young's throw, high, off Navarro's glove. Cut off at third by Grizzolani. Clementina down on his knees at second base. He's got himself a leadoff double here in the sixth inning. Dante, that is a gamble by Chavez Young. If he simply lets the ball fall, that's a leadoff single. He went for the highlight reel play, and he almost made the catch. His glove was probably maybe four or five inches away from catching it. Right off the bat, Jesse, I had a feeling that Young was going to run his hardest, and Young was going to try to dive and make that catch. But he didn't grab it, and because that, the tying run, or I should say the tie-breaking run, is in scoring position leading off the Dayton home sixth inning. That is the second time that Young has attempted a diving catch and has not made it in this series. Here's the left fielder, Andy Suhilio, batting left-handed. Weatherly peers in. The right-hander kicks and throws. And it's all the way to the backstop. Clementina jogs to third base. Sotillo picks it up on the warning track and eats it up. Ball one to Suhilio, who had the bunt on. Was trying to bunt, and Weatherly overthrew it inside. Clementina is sucking wind. Hands on his knees, just trying to find some air. He just ran his hardest to second, and all he had to do was walk to third. Exactly, but I'm telling you, Dante, that is a tired man stepping away from third base. Let's see, is that scored a wild pitch or a pass ball? It is a wild pitch scored by the official score. The ball one pitch. So Helio grounds it to first. Noda picks it up, looks Clementina back to third, and steps on first base, out number one. Let me tell you, Hendrick Clementina is not going to score right now until it's easy. Yeah, exactly. He's not the fastest guy in the league. And he is winded. <laughs> I kid you not, he is exhausted. <laughs> his hands are on his knees. He is fighting for breath. Deep breath. If his teammates realize what's going on, they should probably just give him a breather, but. I don't think the Lugnuts have to bring the infield in here. I think they can play them part way or even back, and I don't think that Clementina scores on a ground ball to the shortstop. Good point. Here's Landro Santana batting right. The right-hander tosses. Swing and a miss. Strike one. He was about two feet away from that slider. Oh. That ball was in the left-hand batter's box. One ball and one strike in the bottom of the sixth inning. One out. Lugnuts and Dragons tied at one. Clementina at third. Infield almost in. The pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike two. They're playing in, Jesse, but they're still on the infield grass. They are not playing on the infield grass. They're, they're on the dirt. They're on the infield dirt, I should say. I think the biggest key for right now is Kyle Weatherly make sure he doesn't balk, leads the league in box, and the catcher Sotillo get ready to snuff out to block one of these sliders low and away. Ball in Weatherly's glove. Out of the stretch. 
From the first base side, he throws. Breaking ball foul to the screen. That was a front door slider. Tried to sneak it in through the inside corner. And it stays at no balls and two strikes. He came in with that pitch, and Santana's a strikeout guy. He strikes out a lot. Was able to make contact, but just got a piece of it. Santana has struck out 114 times in just 107 games this year. 0 for 1 tonight. The pitch, high. Weatherly tried to get him with that high fastball. One ball and two strikes to count. Santana this year has had a low RBI total, and one of the reasons for that, batting 179 with runners in scoring position. He only has three runs batted in in the entire month of August, and he is a big, powerful man. Nine home runs this year out of Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. 6'2", 200 pounds. 1-2. In the dirt. It bounces to the right of Sotillo, but Clementina cannot go anywhere. Two balls and two strikes. Third baseman Grisolonic is not even trying to hold the runner at third. Clementina is a designated hitter, but plays catcher most of the time, or half of the time. Today, Mark Colesbury, their regular catcher, is the designated hitter, and Clementina is behind home plate. This is a bit dangerous. This is a fastball count. 2-2. Two -two. Breaking ball fouled off home plate and rolling into the third base dugout. Deuces wild it stays. I like that, though, Dante. I like that the Lugnuts went back to the slider. Think about what we've seen here from Weatherly. Five pitches, four sliders to Leandro Santana. They are challenging him to hit a breaking ball. Santana just a 220 hitter against righties, but just batting 190 against lefties. So he's a much better right-handed hitter against right-handed pitchers. The 2-2 pitch. Check swing, did he go around? He foul tipped it all the way to the backstop. Two balls and two strikes, it stays. Once again, another foul tip. Santana can walk though, has drawn 36 walks this season. His nine home runs is third on the roster. Braden Boucher warms up in the Lugnuts bullpen. 78 pitches for Weatherly. Here's 79. Foul back to our left and into the sweet area, bouncing into a fan's chest. He makes the catch. He's got his orange Dayton Dragons hat, a green t-shirt, and he gives it to his young daughter right in front of us here in the broadcast booth. Two balls and two strikes. And a round of applause. Good catch. That was outstanding. Weatherly to Santana again. Eight pitch of the at-bat, on its way. Check swing, went around too far, and it's strike three swinging out number two. Just froze him, Dante. Santana couldn't pull the trigger. That fastball was on the outside corner at the knees, whether he swung or not. It was a strike, and for some reason, he could not pull the trigger on that fastball. Now batting the number seven hitter, Mark Colesbury. His catching counterpart is at third base. He led off this bottom of the sixth inning for Dayton with a double to right field. There's two outs, Lugnitz and Dragons tied at one. The go-ahead run at third, middle infield back, the corner's even. Kyle Weatherly to Mark Colesbury batting right. 
It's a righty-righty battle. And the pitch to the Florida Gator. And Colesbury costs time. Dante, if Weatherly can get Colesbury and finish off the sixth inning, we're looking at Weatherly putting the crowning touches on one of his best appearances of the entire season. Let's see if he can pull it off. The pitch, breaking ball, inside corner, strike one. He has worked so hard with his pitching coach, Antonio Caceres, with the pitching coordinator, Jeff Ware. He's been fighting his own mechanics. He was off in the early going today, and to go six innings and allow only one run would be an enormous achievement. 0-1 to Colesbury. Swung on a miss, strike two. Breaking ball down the pipe. Jesse Colesbury is just a 195 hitter at home versus a 245 hitter on the road. He's also just batting 219 against right-handers this year. That said, he's hit the lug nuts very well. He's a 262 hitter against the lug nuts in 11 games. 0-2 pitch, fastball, pop foul off to the right and out of play. Jesse, I think in the sky right now we have bats. Those gotta be bats. Or birds. They're flying in the sky above us. Well, there's a lot of insects flying above us, and so this is dinner time. I wouldn't hold you to it, Jesse. What do you mean? Or I would hold you to it, no. <laughs> First the 0-2. And the pitch. Breaking ball grounded to third. Grizzolonic gobbles, takes his time, throws, out. That is out number three, and that ends the bottom of the sixth inning here in Dayton, Ohio. Kyle Weatherly, six innings, one run. We head to the top half of the seventh inning. The Lugnets and Dragons still tied at one apiece. You're listening to Lugnets Baseball, Lansing Sports Station. The game 7.30 a.m., WVFN, East Lansing.